Hello, space junkies, and welcome to What a Piece of Junk episode number 134, if you can believe it. I am your agreeable host, Scott Botman, and joining me, as always, is my original podcast co-pilot, Mr. Derek Marsh. Derek, how's it going out there? Long time, guys. Long time. So, no, it's good to be back. Uh, Happy New Year to all the space junkies out there. Hope everyone had a wonderful holiday between whatever version you celebrate. Um, And for those that are in Hoth mode, be safe. Um, uh, A lot of folks from the Chicago to the New England area, um, even some folks down all the way in the uh, lower states of like St. Louis. (laughs) Yes, yes, the lower states of St. Louis. Get out of here. Yes, it's it's freezing out there, uh, but hopefully nobody has to do, uh, you know, the extreme cut open their tauntaun to hide in there for body heat. Um, If there's one guy on this show that would have the gumption to cut open a tauntaun, it's definitely not my original Wookiee co-pilot, our very own Dave Filcloni, Mr. Miracle, the gooey chewy man of a thousand nicknames. It's Nathan Miracle. How's it going, Nathan? You know, I have one big advantage in that I don't have a very good sense of smell, so I don't know if they smell bad on the outside or inside, but they look gross. Those, like, two guts that they have. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I'm see, not... You mean you're, the balloon that deal... they filled up? <laughs> balloon. Your deal would What's be the... that you just don't want to cut. That's it. That's it. It's not even about the odor. You just um, don't want to cut. You know, that's fair. There's, that, that's I why there hasn't been many, yeah. many Wookiee Jedi. That's also right. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of cut, we've got a special guest joining us who is a cut above the rest. It is our very own friend from Team 42 card game fame, Will Mad Eye Moody. Moody, welcome to the Drunken Gungan. Thank you. And uh, I hope I don't mess up anything. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry. It's fine. You can't mess it up, up. we already have. I mean, I mean it's already a piece yeah. of junk. We, we are wonderful, Stuart. Well, I guess you want this armrest back then. Nah, no, I what I saw you do with it, you can keep it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you uh, you Star Wars fans out there are probably noticing that there's not a whole lot for us to discuss these days, which is part of the reason that this is our first episode in several weeks, uh, and definitely our first episode of 2024. We are recording this episode on January the 14th of 2024. Almost halfway through January already. Almost halfway through January, that's right. (laughs) And what brought us out of our self-imposed carbon freeze, or in some cases literal freeze, is the announcement of, guys, a new Star Wars movie, and unlike the previous four five, six uh, previous announcements. I think this one might actually happen. Lucasfilm has said that we are getting, next up, a Star Wars Mandalorian and Grogu movie. So, um, yeah, that sounds pretty great. Uh, First of all, I do hope that they change the title, because right now it's simply called Star Wars, The Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, Not really great as far as a film title go, but... um, I mean, they called the Solo movie Solo. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Not they a great did. title for that movie either. Yeah, and I believe we all keep hearing, even now, many years later, people talk about how, well, that was the Star Wars movie that really bombed. So, you know, 
know. Uh, probably not a great idea to just call your movie the name of the main characters. At least with Solo, it was the main character. With Mando and Grogu, that's two characters. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, is all I'm trying to say. Uh, Derek, what are your overall thoughts about this announcement of a movie starring the Mandalorian and Grogu? Um, well, first off, just to make sure we uh, allude to the listeners, they're still going to do a season four. Because if we remember yes. when when season three had came out, there was news from Favreau himself that they had already written season four in a sense. By the time we actually right. you know, they wrapped up production and we were about to get the release of you know season three to start streaming, so so that's good. Um, and then after that, then we got the announcement of all the movies, right? Because we got that coming out afterwards too. So they were going to do. Um, the actual Dave Filoni movie, um, which he's alluded to where it's going to tie this whole Mando verse essentially with all the live action shows, which is going to be um, Ahsoka Tano, the Mandalorian, the book of Boba Fett, um, skeleton crew, um, and, and tie this all together to wrap up the bow, which again, we're assuming is kind of the big hurrah season finale, which would be cool. Right, because I, that would be nice that they would kind of culminate everything together with one big galactic fight scene um, to put it on the big screen, which would you know be more or less doing it justice, in my opinion. At least that's how we think it's going to go, right? For all we know, it could be a right, right. really boring movie, and that's just what Filoni is going to do, just to throw everybody off, because that's what Filoni does. <laughs> um, but this movie is entirely set in the New Republic Senate, and people debate for two hours whether or not they should do anything about the First Order. <laughs> Long stretches of time where nobody actually even says anything, or or maybe maybe it's literally Huang just literally telling us what's happening, but it doesn't actually do flashbacks. It's just him sitting there telling us the story of what happens at the end, right? <laughs> and he starts yeah. it off with a long yeah. time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? So, um, yes. But but just but just to start that off with the premise, so everybody's kind of caught up on everything because there's still again. Slow news, but it's been a long time since we've gotten news. So we wanted to recap that. So to your point, we just got the announcement of this movie. So that to me is cool because then it this is the one of the things that we've always enjoyed about like Clone Wars and, and even Bad Batch to certain points um, that uh, and then Rebels, uh, everything under Filoni. We get these nice three to four episode arcs, right? And so this is probably going to be something that maybe Favreau kind of, you know, took from Filoni or maybe he's actually, you know, pigeoned Filoni a little bit to get him some of these, you know, ideas as they wrote season four together. They're like, oh, that'd be cool if they did this. Right. And all this stuff. And, and so maybe that's what we're going to get this big kind of side quest adventure um, that would, you know, really be a three to four episode arc which is enough to warrant a movie where then it's not literally tying up half the season. Cause we only get eight episodes a season, um, at least thus far for the first three seasons of the Mandalorian. So I'm excited for it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, th that means they get a bigger budget when it comes to movies. Um, now to be fair, this movie could be a movie direct to D Disney plus still. So who knows, right? They could do that. Be um, I don't be. think they'd want to do that, right? Because, you know, one of the things that we've kind of talked about, if you think about it, 2019 was the last time we got Rise of Skywalker, right? So mm -hmm. it's already at most, or I'm sorry, at least going to be at least six years, if not seven years, by the time this movie comes out. Because, 
you know, we still got, you know, skeleton crew coming out and all that. And then with all the strikes that they had and everything else. So it sounds to me like this is something that Favreau had in his pocket. And with the recent strikes, I think he just laid it on the cards and obviously everything Favreau and Filoni's pretty much done so far has at least been enjoyable, enjoyable by many of the Star Wars fans. So I think since the others weren't written yet, I think this is what Disney jumped on to get basically Star Wars back on the big screen. So there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, Matt, I, since you're our guest, uh, Mr. Moody there, I'll let you go next uh, for your just initial reaction to the announcement of the movie. Moody, do you think this sounds like a good idea for a movie? Honestly, yes. I've enjoyed the series, and I think that they need to do a movie just to bring people back. They need to do a movie. Okay. Well, you know, like he said, six, seven years. We, we need a movie to bring people back to, you know, Star Wars and watching all these things. Because I've talked to people who haven't even watched season one of The Mandalorian. Yes, yes. I've, I've heard people say that to me as well. They're like, oh, I don't do Disney Plus. Or they're just like, the only Star Wars I care about is the Star Wars movies at the theater. So they, in addition to, I don't watch the live action shows on Disney Plus, they're like, I don't watch the animated shows either. I didn't watch the Clone Wars. I didn't watch Rebels. I don't watch the Bad Batch, etc., etc. Um, yeah. So maybe you're right. They they need a big hit, and they need it to be at a movie theater, not just on Disney Plus. Although, as Derek said, he and, and he's very correct. The possibility still exists that this is only for Disney Plus. Moody, if it is only streaming on Disney Plus, are you still going to watch the movie? Uh, yes, I will still watch the movie because. I enjoy The Mandalorian. I enjoy the character Grogu. I'm really excited for this movie, just waiting for it. Yes. Uh, Derek, did you want to add something, or you're just, uh, you agree, you're also I excited? No, do a magic hand thing. Magic, yeah. Oh, yes, do the magic hand thing. Yes, yes, do the magic hand thing. And now you can do the magic on hand YouTube thing. If while you're you... watching us, Moody doesn't have his thing, so I was just kind of acting for Moody when he's, you know, talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's excited. He looks like this. <laughs> jazz hands. Um, anyway, so uh, all right. Well, speaking of jazz hands, uh, that's a terrible transition. Nathan, are you excited about the movie? Did, when you heard this Wookie announcement, hands. what was your initial thought? All right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm going to buck the trend a little bit here and say I don't know that this is the right play for Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. I am excited. I'm not going to pretend I'm not excited. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm gonna say you're you're not that good of an actor. I... <laughs> but but I'm not sure that this is the right way to bring Star Wars back to the theaters. One of the issues that Marvel is facing right now is oh. this fatigue of oh man, I've got to watch all these things. I've got this homework to do. And starting yes. the movies off with here's the Mandalorian and Grogu. Oh by the way, uh, there's three seasons of them, and they showed up in the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, which you know, most yeah. of that's irrelevant to them, but there's a couple episodes that you really need to watch to understand what's going on. I don't know that that's the best on ramp. I think it might be better to do a different movie that you don't need to know anything going into the movie to get people back into the theater. You know, when they talked a lot about uh, when Disney purchased Star Wars and there was this idea that we're going to treat Star Wars the same way we do the MCU. I initially said, 
Uh, of course, we didn't have a podcast back then, but I said it when I was talking back to Rebel Force Radio because they, clearly they could hear me while I'm listening to them on my phone, right? Anyway, well, um, well, yeah, that, that's all on the phone. I initially said that uh, is this going to be like Marvel where I need to have read not only back issues of Iron Man in order to understand an Iron Man movie, but I'll need to have read a few back issues here and there of the Avengers, Captain America, the Amazing Spider-Man, because, you know, so-and-so encountered this guy the first time. You know, like Hulk and Wolverine fought each other for the first time, not in a Wolverine comic book, etc., etc. Uh, and people were like, no, I don't think they'll ever really do that with Star Wars, because they don't have as much backlog of stories to work with as Marvel does with all the comics and yet now here we are a huge backlog of stories um yeah uh that's a good point Nathan. they, they didn't have that backlog of stories <laughs> now they, they do. didn't yeah. but yet they've pulled from it already let's be honest well okay yeah they, they did have a backlog they just made it all legends and, and yes well, they well, have pulled considering even considering the old uh, expanded universe, Derek, my broader point was there's still not as many stories as Marvel Comics from the past 50 years. Well, That's absolutely, true. right? I mean, there's not, you know, an extra 60-year yeah. lead on them. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and there's no, none of those little tags that say, see Amazing Spider-Man issue number 147 or whatever. Yeah. Right. Scott? Although we did have some Dark Horse, we did have some Dark Horse Star Wars comics in the '90s that started to have editors' notes like that. But, but uh, yeah. So my overall reaction, hearing the announcement of a Star Wars movie starring the Mandalorian and Grogu, um, I got confused because I thought this was a reference to Dave Filoni's Heir to the Empire movie, and people were like, "Yeah, we have this confirmed," and I'm like. Didn't we already have this confirmed? And then they're like, oh, but the problem is Dave Filoni is no longer directing it. And I'm like, what? And then I realized, oh, this is two different projects. Because this is the way internet news cycles work, especially amongst genre fandom. Everybody hears one thing and then, you know, issues all these wild reactions and jumps to these huge conclusions. So um, I think it's cool. I almost kind of agree with Nathan in that I kind of wanted the Mandalorian and Grogu's story to stay on the small screen and in, in the era of watching this on your mobile phone, the even smaller screen. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm going to go see it, obviously, because I've been to see every Star Wars movie in the theater more than once. But um, I don't know how well it's going to carry over because there's a bit like, like, especially we know now that season four of The Mandalorian is still going to happen. But is the movie coming out before season four? Is season four coming out before the movie? Because, you know, it could get very confusing as to do I ever really have to think that either Mando or Grogu is in any real peril, no matter how intimidating whatever villain they have for the for the motion picture? Because if season four hasn't come out yet on Disney Plus, then it'd be really weird for me to watch them die. And then they, you know, have a whole bunch more adventures that took place beforehand. Of course, not the first time Star Wars would have done that. Um, but, uh, you know, it would be strange. I'm not sure. Um, I'm excited about it, but also a little bit trepidatious. And as Derek always reminds us whenever we talk about these announcements of new Star Wars movie, wake me up when it's actually in a theater and I can buy a ticket to go watch it. Otherwise, just like the Rogue Squadron movie, Taika Waititi's uh, movie, Ivan Feige's movie, Waititi's movie. Feige's movie, all of these movies that, you know, Ryan Johnson's trilogy, all of these movies that have never actually happened, despite, in the case of um, the Rogue Squadron uh, 
promo, a huge announcement with like, you know, special effects in the announcement video. But you but, know who but, Star Wars movie did get made? <laughs> Zack Snyder's. Okay. I've watched Wolverine more than probably anyone else on the podcast. It's not a Star Wars movie. I see all the similarities. It is a Warhammer 40k fan film. I will die on this film. Not on this podcast. We're not recording about Warhammer 40k, although that's not a terrible idea now that Moody has a good microphone because, God, can we talk about it forever. Uh, anyway, hey, Moody, what do you think? Warhammer 40k podcast? Me, you, and, well, yeah, just, probably just me and you. Yeah, yeah, I could see us doing that. I think you could get your son involved yeah. in that, too. Yeah, we could probably get Matthew oh, involved. And you could get Adam O'Brien, especially once uh, the Henry Cavill series comes out. That's going to have a lot of traction. Actually, that's not a terrible idea, because Adam loves Space Wolves. Matthew could talk for hours. Every episode would be like four hours long if we get Matthew started in the lore. Anyway, this is not a 40K podcast. So we actually have a modified version of our five questions that we're going to talk about with regard to the still hypothetical Mandalorian movie. Uh, so I'm going to switch this over well, to... Uh, I was just going to say one more thing, though. Here's here's why I also think that they're going to do a movie of Mandalorian and Grogu. To, to Moody's point earlier, there are people that still don't watch Star Wars regardless, and there's only people that watch that. But we all know that Grogu was a huge phenomenon, right? So there yes. are plenty of people that know what it's about. So to have this, there's... I can guarantee you this will be a billion dollar movie, if not more. So that's just yeah. printing I mean, money the, for, for, for them to then continue with the Mandalorian and Grogu on Disney plus. <laughs> the guy Grogu has already become a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. I mean, what more symbol do you need that you've made it as a pop culture icon that you've been made into a giant balloon. So, you know, all right, so we three questions. I'm going to go around the horn. So we'll start off with Derek. Uh, Derek, what do you expect to see in the Mandalorian and Grogu film? Again, this is not what do you want to happen, but rather what do you realistically expect will be the story? And then, uh, Moody, I'm coming to you next with this question. So one of two things. Um, if if your because your original question was valid when you were talking, Scott, about will season four happen first or this happen first, right? If season four happens first, I have a feeling that season four will tie into the movie, right? So we'll kind of get a big finale again where it makes sense, right? And there'll be a lot of action, right? So with that, I assume it's going to be related um to the big baddie that will be uh, there'll be some baddie in season four because obviously at this point we don't have moff gideon right and thrawn uh, i'm not so sure about that but well true i mean right we have the clones that could happen right i'm not saying it couldn't um but i i feel like thrawn is going to stay with ahsoka series right and then for and then filoni's and um, I don't think they're going to bring in Grogu and, and, and Mando at this point, because again, the way they ended season three, my hope is season four was going to be kind of this reset back to how season one really felt, where it was them just going on these one-off kind of missions, right? Kind of doing that. So there could be something that kind of overall ties it in um, as a big baddie, quote unquote, um, for season four. And that's where they kind of cap it off. And I think they're testing the waters to see if Filoni's movie will then have any ground to it, right? When he goes then to tie everything at the end. Because again, that movie's even further out. <laughs> that might be 10 years away right. at this point. Um, 
But if it's not, if it's before season four drops, then I'm hoping to what Nathan's point was, I hope it's just a one-off and they write it well enough where it's it's a standalone episode, essentially, right? It's just going to be its own arc. They're going to have not a whole lot of the characters from um, the series will come in here, so you don't have to really know them, right? It'll be characters that they meet for the first time, so you're getting that feeling, right? Yeah, you should know Mando and Grogu's background a little bit would help, but not having, like, Grief Karga, obviously, I, I love Grief Karga, um, and a happy birthday um, to the man, so, you know, I don't, you know, um, so to Carl Weathers right now, but anyways, the idea was, um, if it isn't, then I would expect it to be kind of like a one-off one shot, uh, you know, one shot campaign type deal where we're going to have a lot of introduction of these new characters, um, for this, you know, three to four, um, episode arc that would be, you know, a couple of hours or an hour and a half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's feasible. Uh, all right. So, um, Moody, what do you realistically expect? to have happen in this movie well like you know everybody's saying if four comes out first then i expect to see the trials of grogu and becoming a bounty hunter you know getting his helmet and all this stuff and moving on to you know the movie him as a bounty hunter finally with the mando yeah that could be cool Grogu going alongside his dad, tracking down people who are, you know, having bounties on them. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen, maybe the movie could be, you know, expecting Grogu doing the trials. This is where new characters would come in, new bounties, because he has to do these trials to, you know, become a Mandalorian. So I would expect to see something to with Grogu more uh, more than what I've seen in the Mandalorian, you know, episodes. So maybe him yeah. getting his helmet, maybe him doing his trials. Either way, if four comes first and then the movie or the movie, something with Grogu's trials I'm expecting. Because they, they let off on three with the, you know, them looking like they're living in, you know, the desert with the, uh, Winnebago behind them. I'm sorry, that's what it looked like. <laughs> right. Yes. Their little hut out there uh, yep. on um, on Navarro. Alright, well, I'll go next here. What I realistically expect to see, I do expect to see Moff Gideon as the villain. Um, I think the twist will, but just mainly because Giancarlo Esposito is such a big star, and he relishes that role. He plays that to the hilt and has so much fun with it. Um, but I think the big twist will be that the Moff Gideon that got killed uh, in uh, the season three finale, he was actually one of the clones. And the real Moff Gideon it was somewhere else, not on that planet. Uh, and so I think the key, somehow it's going to be the real Moff Gideon didn't have a mustache or the real Moff Gideon did have a mustache. I can't remember which, but I think that's going to somehow be the the visual clue that someone will have analyzed to death by now um, that I haven't watched their myriad of Star Wars theory videos, not actual Star Wars theory. We hate that guy. Um, but um uh, but also, I expect realistically that we will see more space battles than we normally see during the series, because as a film, we're going to have a bigger budget for special effects. So we're going to see the 
in one starfighter that Mando has, which gets an official name someday soon. Um, we're going to see that ship doing a lot more dogfighting and all that kind of cool stuff. And when they even have a moment, like Moody was talking about, where we're going to see um, Grogu go through his trials to prove himself as a bounty hunter and as a Mandalorian, one of those moments might be him flying the starfighter from the dome somehow, like using the Force, or he just has his own little miniaturized Grogu controls up there. Oh, all right, Nathan, uh, what do you realistically expect to see in the film? Uh, there's two things I expect to see, and one is a good bit of background, a good bit of flashbacking or maybe just something at the beginning of the story to catch people up who haven't seen everything. Even if you know the character of Grogu um, by you know facial recognition, hey, that's Grogu, that doesn't mean that you know, hey, that's Grogu. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean that you know Grogu's story. So I think they're going to put in a little bit about that in some way, shape, or form. There'll be some framing device, uh, either just, you know, this is the pre-story or you know, somebody's telling a story. Maybe Huang is is saying, oh, this is the story of how Grogu came to be with the Mandalorian. And that'll be the first bit of the movie. Uh, and then the other thing that I expect we'll see is the restoration of Mandalore. I think that would be kind of the, the climactic in, and that could actually tie in with uh, Giancarlo Esposito uh, coming back because you know, the restoration of Mandalore could involve, Hey, there's the actual version of that guy. Uh, get him. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to jump on to question number two and I'm going to take the lead this time going around the horn question two. Uh, we only have three for this episode. Cause you know, there's just so many, only so many questions I could come up with uh, question two. What do we not want to see in the film? And I'll go first here. I don't want to see a bunch of lightsaber related stuff. I'd be okay. If this entire star Wars film had no lightsabers whatsoever and more to the point i don't want to see cgi de-aged luke skywalker bopping around doing stuff in the mandalorian movie i loved seeing him in season two of the mandalorian that was cool but let's keep it there and keep it as a special thing these cgi de-aged almost deep fake kind of things are getting to the point where we're really 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 in the uncanny valley scenario where it creeps me out because my caveman brain kicks in and says, that's not one of my kinsmen. That's Cro-Magnon. I need to kill it. Um, and so, you know, that's where that whole, in my opinion, othering situation came from, where you see something that looks really close to a human being, but it's not actually a human being. So your brain kind of freaks out about it. And you're like, hey, it's related to how our ancestors had to deal with the other, you know, uh, Homo erectus adjacent species like Cro-Magnons, um, which aren't around anymore, but we are. Gee, I wonder how that happened. Anyway, um, so I don't want to see CGI Luke. I don't want to see any kind of lightsabery Jedi stuff. Grogu made his decision about which way he was going to go live his life, and it wasn't to pick becoming a Jedi. It was to pick becoming a Mandalorian. He chose the mithril shirt. I mean, uh, the... Uh, the, the Beskar shirt, and not the lightsaber. So there you have it. Um, all right, uh, Nathan, what do you not want to see in the film? Ewoks. I don't want to see Ewoks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine the Disney marketing overload if hey, we had hey, hey. Ewoks and Grogu in the same movie? 
I mean, come on. That just hurts. That that's like a stab to the heart to our good friend Eric Walker. You gotta have Ewoks. Oh no, no, yeah. I want I want Mace Tawani in there. I just don't want Ewoks. <laughs> maybe maybe this is where Eric can make his debut. Mace returns as the villain this time though. Actually, every time we brought that up when we talked to Eric, which we need to have him on the show again someday soon. Every yeah. time we brought up his return, he was always like I don't have to be Mace if I come back. I can come back as some new character. That would be fine. And I'm like, okay. Well, I would like to see that. That would be cool. Uh, but you know, this this goes along with what you were saying about I don't want to see Luke. I don't want to see uh, the aged older actors. Quite frankly, I don't want to see Luke, Leia, Han. I love Chewbacca, but I don't think he needs to be in this movie. I want this to be its own separate thing that isn't part of the Skywalker saga and we don't always have to have those main characters be in everything. Um, I don't want Ponda Baba and Dr. Avazan to just okay. randomly be on the planet going, Oh yeah, we're about Walking to go to down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I understand having uh, Easter eggs, but they kind of, overshadow everything at this point and i don't want those I, I want to see nobody whose name we know outside of the main characters so mando sure groku sure uh carson tiva sure um any of the other named mandalorians uh yeah that's fine but people who don't belong in the story just showing up just because don't want to see that i'd be good with grief karga Cusca Reeves. Uh... Mm -hmm. um, Katie Sackhoff as as uh, Bo-Katan. That, 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 all that uh, stuff would be great. Yeah. The, the characters yeah, that are in. already established as part of this storyline, those are fine. What about Boba Fett? Are you okay with Boba Fett if he makes a return? Um, I'd be okay with, no, with, okay with that. Be him, you know? yeah. yeah, because again, he's part of this storyline. Right, sure. okay. Yeah, but like R2-D2 and C-3PO? Mm -mm. I, no, they should be off doing their own thing. Hera? No. Yeah. Ahsoka? No. no. Not that I don't. Wow, not even Ahsoka. And who, well, well of course, did, at this point, having Ahsoka and them show up would be kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should be doing their own thing and not part yeah. of it. This, this movie needs to stand on its own. And in order to do that, it needs to not rely on people like us going, hey, I know that person in the background for two seconds. It's Momon Nadon. Okay. Um, I will... Uh, I know who that uh, is. Momon does not need to show up because the only people in the world who are going to know who he is are us. And we're going to be sitting there going, one power, three ability, has leader, has the, uh, bold... Yeah. Don't need that. All right, let's let's head over to Booty for his uh, his do not want, and uh, Derek, you can bet clean up on this question. So, Matt, I what do you, what is one thing or more than one thing that you do to want to see in the Mando Grogu movie? Well, in the movie, I don't want to see uh, Gideon at all. I want a new bad okay. guy. Maybe Fair. some, maybe a new you know hut in the hut cartel that they have to work for. Something something new in a villain for the bounty hunter. I don't want to see him in the movie. I, he was a great villain. The ending was great for him. I mean, you, you can bring his troopers back. You can do whatever. The dark troopers were nice, but 
I want to see a brand new villain. And there are many huts out there that haven't been named in a movie that could come in. There's many other bounty hunters that could be, oh, you're stealing my bounties and I'm coming after you. And there, there's so much they could do with this. And yes, you don't need lightsabers to make a movie great. So if the dark yeah. saber did come back, whoop de doo, who cares? We got blasters, we've got ships, and we've got you know Grogu, or as people still call him today, Baby Yoda. Yes. In addition to blasters and all, we've got a Mandalorian flamethrowers and rocket, you know, missile launchers, etc. Uh, Almost like singers, weapons are there? Really? Yeah, hooks? singing birds, grappling hooks. Yep. Uh, yep, just, yep. I, I just I mean they make Beskar spears too. No, Beskar spears are against the Mandalorian way. Well, then it just needs to be That's... not the Mandalorians who are using them. Yeah, yeah. The bad guy could have a spear or some, oh, or maybe a Beskar blade, like a like a Ooh. short sword or even a long sword. Yeah, Beskar. Yeah. And of course, we have we could have some cool vibro knife battles. We saw. Uh, Paz Vizsla using his vibro blade against Mando in in uh, in the the conclave there, so that could be kind of. Cool. I would love to actually see a vibro blade vibro axe fight because I have not Ooh, really yeah. seen a vibro axe used in a Star Wars movie. I've seen them yeah, hold yeah. them, I but I've not seen them use them. But we're straying into question three, so hold that thought while I let Derek give his answer to question two, which is, what do you not want to see in the movie? Um, I mean, obviously all your points were valid. Um, I'm just going to elaborate a little bit that even I don't want it to be outside of literally, will be specific, Mandalorian season one, season two minus the Ahsoka and the Luke <laughs> and um, uh, everything in the Mandalorian season three was fine because those other characters weren't in there. Basically Mandalorian Grogu and those characters are fine. I don't want like the rebels. I don't want, you know, Ahsoka, all that, you know, skeleton crew, all that stuff. I'm okay. If Thrawn makes a short cameo to potentially if the big baddies in Imperial, whether it's Moff Gideon or whatever, right. And we get him in a holocron type deal thing, right? Like we did at the end of solo with the Darth Maul, you know, type deal that I'm fine with. If it's something to, to deal with the empire and we get Thrawn, right? Because he's back, he's leading them. It, it, it continues with the, you know, overall ominousing premise and, and threat that we have in the overall universe. I'm okay with that. But outside of that, I'm with you guys. I just give me the Mando and Grogu, on whatever space adventure we can get, you know, preferably just them, like I said, meeting in a new universe. So that's, I'll just continue and echo with what you guys said. Okay, great. All right. Well, I'm glad to see we have some consensus here aboard the drunken Gungan. All right. Question three, we'll go around the horn and then we'll take a quick break before we come back to discuss even more esoteric and theoretical stuff that some people might call rumors, but Hey, we don't trade in rumors on this show much. Um, question three is, what do you want to see in this film? And so this time I'm actually going to let uh, Moody go first because he hasn't yet. So let's see what he wants to see in this movie. Your dream Mando movie, Moody. What do we got? Dream Mando movie. Well, you know, the Mando's already, you know, decked out, ready to go. I want to see Grogu decked out. You know, maybe a miniature Grogu vibro axe and a flamethrower on his arm, ready to go. 
you know, I don't know how you make a small blaster for him. And the helmet. He's got to have a Mando helmet. Yes, he's got to have the helmet. Even if he doesn't have it at the beginning of the movie and he gets it in the middle of the movie, he's got to have that helmet. But I want to see him with the flamethrower, his own little small jet pack, and his assortment of weapons. Because even though he didn't pick the lightsaber, having a vibro weapon would be awesome to watch him you know, flip around and do things with. And we know that they can have that sort of choreography because a member of his species, that is Master Yoda, was doing all kinds of lightsaber stuff in uh, Episode 2 and Episode 3. The other thing I want to see is more about his race. Maybe when they're on their adventure, they find more of his kind and we learn a little bit more about what kind, what the species is because you know we've got Yoda, Yaddle, Grogu. What is their species? And that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is their species? It is literally listed as Yoda's species. So yeah, wow. we know yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, we know nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Would be actually a great plot for this film is like after credit scene for season four of Mando. Mando and Grogu find some long lost star chart that supposedly leads to his home to Grogu's home planet. And like the movie is them finding their way to the home planet. Anyway, but I, I digress. All right, thanks, Woody. Uh, Derek, what is the thing that you want to see in the movie? Mine's pretty elaborate. So you want to have me go last um, or you want me to go now? No, you can go now. That way it okay. gives me some time to think of something. <laughs> okay. So picture this, guys. All right. And I know you guys didn't like a Star Wars lightsaber, but this is what it's going to be, right? It's going to be basically the reforging of the Darksaber and fighting Moff Gideon. That's what the movie is going to be about, right? So at least, like I said, in my headcanon, what I want to see, right? So what do we get in every Star Wars movie at the end of the movie? We get three types of battles, okay? So you're going to have um, Din Djarin in his... Naboo fighter in the stars, right? And he's going to be up there, and we're going to see um, what's the gentleman that the the uh, Rogue Squadron guys? Um, Carson Zeb, Tiva. Yeah, Carson Tiva, right? So Carson Tiva and Zeb and all of them with um, Mando are yes. going to be up there, and they're going to be fighting in the planet, right? And it's probably, it to, for this to work, it's got to be Tatooine, all right? I mean, it could be Mando, Ma- Mandalore, right? If they're doing the Mandalore, but all that. But we know everything revolves around Tatooine because it's the son of the Star Wars universe. So imagine it's in Tatooine because obviously that's where Boba Fett is too, right? So he's able to come up and slave one and help them as well too, okay? Then you're going to have obviously a reforged Darksaber that Grogu's going to have. So he's going to be doing the lightsaber dual battle on the ground with Moff Gideon, clone version and some of his royal guard guys right so you're going to have that and maybe and maybe at some point mando has to come down with him to help him right because that would be kind of like you got the ray and the kylo ren fight right where they're kind of tag team together so maybe that that'll happen and boba's up there and, and you know helping them because that's what din has to do race down to help grogu so that's battle two battle three is going to be all the dark troopers that we've got and they're going to be wrecking havoc in the town. And here on the horizon across, you're going to see a giant sand crawler come across off the top horizon with Pelimoto on the top. And instead of Ewoks, we're going to have Jawas. All right. And it's just going to be a whole flu of them 
battling dark troopers. <laughs> because the dark troopers in question will be the, the dread ones. So the Jawas are the ultimate answer to them with all their ion weaponry and whatnot. Utini! Yeah. <laughs> Utini! I can dig it. I can dig it. I'm in, I'm in dude. I'm there. And, and they're all, oh, and they're all, they're, they're all the off-world Jabba, uh, Jawas, like we saw um, in, uh, in, in Mendo. With the with the different guys, or maybe even a mixture of the two. Pelinoto yeah. and her Jawa friends from Navarro show up, and the Tatooine Jawas are all like, "Hey, long time no see." TV. Yeah, and then and then when they're about to lose, then obviously that's when we get Grief Karga and the Navarians. Um, we get IG. Was he twelve now at this point? Comes back, or do we get Probably twelve? Um, yeah, yeah, twelve. He comes. Maybe it's thirteen at this point. Um, so we'll have him and maybe, maybe what will happen is we'll get, um, uh, Babu Frick and all them. They'll be in this time in the Meccas and they'll be coming in. And then on top of that, and then, then you'll have the Mandalorians come and that that's when you'll finally see Bo-Katan riding the Mythosaur. I told you they're yeah, going yeah, all out on the CGI spectacular effect. Cause it's a movie. So, so I think we can yeah, sum yeah. up your answer as Mando covert. everything, <laughs> Just <laughs> everything. Everywhere, all at once, but yeah. that's a whole different movie. Just give me it all. <laughs> Make it so crazy that I'm just like, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring us back to some semblance of reality. To be honest, Eric, your movie sounds less like a Favreau joint and more like a Filoni joint, where you bring in all the people that you met along the way. Yeah. Because you know how Dave loves to write a story where at the end you bring in all the people you met along the way. Anyway, sorry, Nathan, I'm stepping on your time here. All right. Well, uh, Gungans. Okay. Come on. <laughs> not, not really Gungans, but one particular actor who played a Gungan, I would like to see Kelleran Beck. Now, I know we talked about not wanting to see a lot of lightsabers and Jedi stuff and not bringing in a whole lot of hey, I remember that guy or recognize that guy. But I do want to learn a little bit more about how Grogu got from escaping the temple to being a bounty on uh, the, I forgot the name of the world that they found him on, um, but being the bounty that Mando goes and tries to collect. Was it Navarro? No, no. No, it was Kuril's world. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a long time jump between those two, between Order 66 and after the fall of the Empire, and we just don't know anything about how Grogu got from point A to point B. Um, so I mentioned that I think uh, one of the things that we'll see in this movie is some backstory. I'd like to see some of Grogu's backstory and how he got to the beginning of Mando. Because I know somebody out there is yelling at their podcast per player, Quill's planet is Arvala 7, uh, upon which Quill is employed as a moisture farmer. All right, and, carry on. And Ahmed so Vest could still, his character could still be alive. Oh, absolutely. We've, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keller and Vec could still be alive. We did not see him get killed. Uh, he could show back up. He, the old man back. Yeah, at this point he would. Um, and that, I think, could be a cool cameo uh, because it's not an overexposed character. It's not a main character like Luke or Leia or Han or Chewie. I'm down for that. I, that sounds cool. 
Although I know it goes, it flies in the face of me saying, I don't want a bunch of Jedi lightsaber nonsense. Is this mad thing? But hey. it, it needs to not be the focus, is the thing. Keller and Beck needs to be the supporting character for Grogu, who is the main character, and Grogu's main thing is getting from point A to point B, and how did that happen? Uh, Keller and Beck would just be a background character for that, almost. Backstory. But yeah, backstory. Yeah, okay. I dig it, Nathan. I'd watch this movie. I mean, who are we kidding? I'm going to watch this movie no matter what. But that sounds like a fun yeah, movie. I like it. I mean, the only way I'm not watching this movie is, uh, well, there's two ways. If oh. it doesn't come out or I die first. Well, we won't let that second one happen. We'll do a new millennium version of Fanboys where we make sure that we break into Lucasfilm so that you can watch the movie early before you die. In case or have you ever heard of the story of Darth Plagueis? Not that I'm anticipating <laughs> dying in the first place, but whatever. Yes. Speak for yourself, sir. I plan to live forever. All right. So, um, okay. Well, here's what I want to see in the movie. Uh, and that is a TIE Defender, or at least a, or maybe even a whole squadron of TIE Defenders. Because when we have the big space battle that Derek was talking about, I want the N1 Starfighter flown by... Uh, Den and the Rose Squadron crew to have to face off against TIE Defenders in a movie. I want to see a TIE Defender on the big screen, and I want a moment to be where either through a failure of intelligence services, because we could definitely believe that in the current state of the New Republic uh, that we've seen in the Mandalorian television show, where they're just not all working together well, they don't realize that unlike other TIE fighters, TIE defenders have deflector shields, just like X-Wings, A-Wings, and so forth. And so they get a lock. They fire the, uh, you know, all four quad laser cannons on, or not quad lasers, but all four laser cannons on an, on an X-Wing, and it gets absorbed by the TIE defender shields, a la the Millennium Falcon, whenever you shoot it. And one of the pilots, maybe Carson Tiva himself, is all like, oh my god, they have shields! And then, like, immediately one of the lesser-known Rogue Squadron ships gets blown to pieces by a TIE defender's concussion missiles and somebody says oh my god they have missiles and then they're they're in a fight for their lives because at, at this point they've all started to think of the imperial women as a joke right and so the tie defenders show up and just like kick butt and they can't believe it um and i'd love to see grand admiral thrawn be in charge of that squadron the chimera with its cool under underbelly painting and all that going on is leading the Imperial fleet to do whatever the heck it is they're trying to do on Tatooine, as Derek had mentioned. Um, and so for a while there, we get like a miniature story arc in this one movie, where there's of course the the, the moment right before the climax, where we think our heroes are doomed, right? They're outclassed by the TIE defenders, Moff Gideon's dark troopers are kicking butt against regular, you know, New Republic troops, and of course, Grogu is, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, I've, well, well, the Jawas haven't shown up yet. That was going to be my point, was that, that they, we get the, we, we turn the corner when the Jawas show up, and perhaps even we turn the corner when Din shows up in the N1 Starfighter to outmaneuver the TIE Defenders and teach, teach the Rogue Squadron crew a few maneuvers so that they can actually, you know, win the day. Whatever. Yeah, that's what I want. I want TIE Defenders with Thrawn at the head. I've been talking about this forever. I kept saying that this was going to happen when Ahsoka was a series, and we got even close to this. Barely any space section at all in uh, Ahsoka. Some, some, but not a whole lot. Um, so anyway, that's what I want to see. Big space battle involving Thrawn's tactical genius and his pet project, the TIE Defender. 
Um, I mean, the merchandising is already there. You sell a bunch of new Tide Defenders or whatever. Merchandising. Tide Defender right, Lego well, set. Um, yes, Tide Defender Lego set. I'm in. Okay, uh, assuming nobody else has anything else to add about Mando Movie, we will take a quick commercial break so that Kevin can tell you about all the other awesome shows here on the Fandom Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Here are the other great shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. Culture Clash, where we discuss the latest in entertainment and pop culture. Blood of Kings, our show covering the entire Highlander universe. Couch Potato Theater, we celebrate our favorite movies. And Time Warp, our fandom flashback show discussing a year in movies and our favorite retro movie, TV, and pop culture topics. Good evening, discussing all things Alfred Hitchcock. Hair Metal Podcast, we cover the rock metal music of the 80s and early 90s. Type 40, a Doctor Who podcast, discussing the time-traveling Doctor Who universe. Lethal Mullet, an action film podcast, covering the 80s, 90s, and beyond. Also, check out the Lethal Mullet Network for more great podcasts. What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast. Making Treks, a Star Trek podcast, with a deep dive into the final frontier. The Fandom Show, our Fandom Podcast Network live YouTube show discussing the hottest topics in fandom. The True Believers MCU Podcast, discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Union Federation, our Star Trek and the Orville Show. And we're proud to welcome the BQN Network to the Fandom Podcast Network. Please visit our friends on the BQN Network, a Star Trek Universe podcast that also includes your favorite topics, movies, history, superheroes, and more. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. The Fandom Podcast Network is also on all major podcast platforms. Fandom Podcast Network audio master feed is on Podbean at fpnet.podbean.com. You can find the Fandom Podcast Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, respect others and enjoy your fandom. Great, great. Thanks very much, Kevin. Uh, we hope you guys can check out some of those other shows. Well, so our last segment for this episode of What a Piece of Junk is going to be about the rumors. Again, this may not actually happen. So if you're listening to this three months from now and this all turned out to be a complete and total smokescreen, well, we apologize. But enjoy your our crazy the- theoretical stuff here. There may be coming an animated Star Wars version of the What If concept. So for those who don't know, there's a Marvel What If show, and of course before that, a Marvel What If comic book series that basically asks questions like, what if Thanos never got the Infinity Gauntlet? Or what if Dracula turned all the X-Men into vampires? Actual issues of the What If comic. Um, and so on and so forth. And of course, Disney Plus has turned that into a uh, animated series. I have to confess, I haven't watched a whole lot of the animated series, but I'm familiar with the concept. Uh, and so the loop right now is Disney is going to do a what if that is set in the Star Wars galaxy. So things like what if Luke Skywalker missed when he tried to blow up the Death Star at the Battle of Yaman? Uh, or what if uh, Han Solo didn't get killed by Kylo Ren uh, there at Starkiller Base? And so on and so forth. What if Darth Vader never found out that he was Luke's father? Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I guess my big question for you guys is, what do you think about this as a concept, and uh, 
And what would you like to see as some of the questions that they ask? Uh, uh, Nathan, what do you got? First off, uh, because this is an idea, that means that there is a universe in which this does happen. Uh, so if it's so what three or if four months, this show already happened? Well, if you get to three or four months from now and you're listening to this podcast and, and you're like, hey, this never happened, you're in the wrong universe. Uh, just just switch lanes, get in a different universe, you'll you, find it somewhere. You have, still, but still, subscribe. you have somehow. Yes, please subscribe in whatever universe you're in. We'll take you as a listener. You have downloaded the wrong universe's podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting concept to me, but it can't have quite the same framing as Marvel. Uh, in Marvel, you have the Watcher, whose job it is, even in the comics, to watch other universes. And you just follow along the Watcher because that's the Watcher's job. Um, it, granted, the Watcher exists because the Watcher is a framing device that allows them to do what if. Uh, but there's no corresponding character in Star Wars. So I think the way they might do it is the world between worlds. And you know, in our story, you're in the world between worlds and you look through portals that show you what if this, what if that. Uh, now, one thing I will say for the Marvel what ifs, sometimes the titles are very misleading. It's what if uh, this happened and then that small thing will change, but then it'll change something completely different and you won't be talking about any of the characters that you would have thought that you'd be talking about just from the title. I'm not a huge fan of that, quite frankly. Um, I yeah. wish more of them focused on, you know, if, if this is what if, you know, what if uh, Hela never got disowned by Odin and then we end up with this story that takes place on Earth and doesn't have anything to do with Hela or Odin. That that's that wasn't great for me. Um, I, I think the title should tell you, you know, these are the the characters that we're talking about, and the this decision or this happenstance um, is the central focus, and that's what everything will spin off of. Um, so I hope they take a little bit more care with it than, than what we've seen in Marvel. I think what they've done with Marvel works for Marvel. I don't know that it will work perfectly for Star Wars. Cool. Um, well, I guess my last question for you then is, what is one or two of the things you'd like to see them question in a Star Wars what-if? Alright, so <laughs> part of the problem here is all the questions, all the natural questions would deal with the Skywalker saga. And it's just different sure. points within that timeline. So the first one that springs to my mind would be what if Anakin uh, just never trusted uh, the future emperor, <laughs> never trusted Palpatine. Um, that would be a big one. A more interesting one might be uh, what if Qui-Gon messed up the trick with the dice and freed Anakin's mother instead of Anakin. Ooh. Would be cool, yeah, yeah. I'm down for that uh, that dice throw question, uh, you know, because it's interesting. Uh, God doesn't play dice with the universe, as Albert Einstein has famously said. But what if the Jedi or the Force does play dice with the universe over there in the Star Wars galaxy? So yeah, that could be cool. Um, this is an interesting idea. 
And I feel like Dark Horse Comics sort of did this whole thing back in the 1990s with the old expanded universe where we got things like Dark Empire, where a young clone of Palpatine was released and sort of reforming the Empire. And he had to uh, kind of interact with Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, and Luke sort of went undercover and pretended that he was accepting his lure to the dark side so that he could get close enough to actually save the day and so on and so forth. Um, and so you could definitely have that. There's also that, uh, again, from Dark Horse Comics, that sort of quasi-retelling of the original Star Wars based on George Lucas's very original script from the Journal of the Wills uh, that is a good bit different than what we got as the final cinematic version of the original Star Wars, which was still an interesting story, but it was like... Um, Han and Luke were sort of blended together into one character there at the beginning in the uh, in the Journal of the Wills kind of thing, um, which is a very different uh, a different uh, character development. And and he wasn't called Luke Skywalker; he was Luke Starkiller, uh, which is where we of course got the Starkiller name that was reused in the Force Unleashed series of video games and so forth. Um, so we've sort of had Star Wars what if stories or alternate universe stories. Uh, inspired by star wars for quite some time here in the fandom so uh, i think this would be great and um a fairly big time movie star these days uh rachel ziegler has said that or ziegler has said that she's very interested in being a voice in the what if uh series if it actually happens obviously she's heard the rumor and uh she was uh, on some social media somewhere um, sorry, on X, actually, uh, saying that she was pitching herself as the voice for a very specific character who has yet to be introduced in live action. And she uh, she sent out this tweet. Uh, as a fan of the comics, I would like to throw my hat in the ring to voice Shara Bay, who is the mother of Poe Dameron. Uh, first of all, kudos to Rachel for knowing who Poe Dameron's mom is. Good job. Secondly, she continues, because this is great. Her ship was an RZ-1, which are my initials, for Green Squadron. So Rachel Zinkler, wow. RZ, uh, really cool, very deep esoteric cut there on Twitter, or, sorry, X or Exeter, whatever you call it these days. Um, so yeah, it, she's that interested and that enthusiastic about being the voice of Poe Dameron's mom in a What If series. Disney, make this happen. Come on, this is a great idea. And she brings a lot of fans with her uh, because they've liked her from... Um, most recently, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, but also previously from West Side Story, the remake version. So that would be pretty cool. Uh, as far as what what if question I would like to see answered, um, I would love to see an, a, a what if that explores the galaxy as it is if the Death Star does not get destroyed. You know, the what if Luke missed at the Battle of Yavin. Um, does the Tarkin Doctrine succeed? Do Tarkin and his men decide to stage their own military coup to overthrow Palpatine, as was often theorized was going to happen if the Death Star had continued to exist? Uh, so on and so forth. You know, I think that's a really good question to ask, is what would the Star Wars galaxy look like if Luke missed, you know, if the Force was not with him? Um, all right, uh, Moody, what do you think about the possibility of a Star Wars what if, and what kind of questions would you like to see them answer? Uh, well, you know, I've watched some of the what if Marvel series, and like Nathan said, it goes off on a totally different tangent on some of them, from here's the title to this is what we got. And I don't want to see that 
with, you know, if they do the Star Wars. I would love to see, like, you know, what if Luke and Vader killed the Emperor and became, you know, the Sith Lords? You know, took uh, he got the Death Star, too, and he destroyed all the, you know, the squadron, forsake Leia, told, you know, uh, Daddy that, you know, Leia was another Force user. And we see what happens from there, you know, a whole different set of movies at that point. And then... Instead of him joining his dad at Death Star 2, we go to Cloud City and he's all, join me, and together we can rule the galaxy. And Luke is like, that's okay. a bad idea. I'm in. <laughs> Either way, you know, but I would love to see the movies play out and then at the end he joins his father on the, you know, Death Star 2, not at Cloud City. I, you you got to get the hand going, you know, in Cloud City. Got to cut off the hand. Got to have the robot See, hand. Robot hand. Yeah. Yep. Uh, another what if I'd like to see is, um, what if Order sixty six did it was not Order sixty six, but one of the other orders that they have a list of like the or I forget what number it is but the order to take out the senate cuz they have a whole mm. list of these orders and one of them oh, was yeah. to destroy the senate instead of you know kill all the jedi so what if they did order 66 but they went back and they did a different order uh you know kill this all the senate that would include palpatine at that point you know ever and the Senate's gone, and then we have a world of, you know, Jet, uh, Jedi are still there, and the world's going. Who would be the new villain at that point? See, Interesting. So much so much could change with just a number. One number could yeah, change that, the whole thing. The cool way to do that story would be if somebody else in the Imperial machine found the list of orders and the way to send the signal to activate the clones and like did an end run around Palpatine and turned the clones against him and all the Senate, you know, in one fell swoop. That's, if, ooh, that's a cool one. Okay. What if okay. Anakin did it though? What if Anakin found the list because he's close to Palpatine, <laughs> knew what Palpatine was doing and ordered the, uh, and did the order because he thought the Senate was evil. I I'm thinking uh, have Dooku find the list. Also, Ooh, close, that uh, one's good too. Yes, and, and that would be his Sith apprentice way of taking out the Sith Master and becoming the new Master. Yeah, see, there's so yes. many ways this could arc off, and I, I would love it. They could do like multiple what ifs off of just Order sixty six. What if it was this? What if this person did this? And it would be great. You know, what I think we need to do here on this <laughs> podcast for all those listeners out there. Submit your what if questions, and we can pontificate on uh, what would play out with whatever what if scenario you give us. Yeah, totally. So, you guys post your ideas on our Facebook group, or of course, you can email them to me at what a piece of junk pod at gmail.com. All right, well, uh, we're getting a little long in the tooth for this episode, especially since we talked about how we didn't have anything to talk about. Um, Derek, what are your thoughts about Star Wars? What if? I hate it. And this is why. And show. <laughs> Two reasons why. The first one, Nathan brought it up, right? Because if you think about it, um, it's going to be all around basically the Skywalker saga. 
And let's be honest, half the stuff they put out, people are going to be like, well, I want that to be my Star Wars headcanon. Um, and it's just going to divide us more, right? Because to me, the one thing that we want to basically say was what happens if the sequel trilogy never happened? Bada boom, bada bing, yeah. right? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that that's going to be what it's, you know, people are going to clamor for. And and that, to me, like I said, it's going to bring more divisiveness because, and, and I don't like the multiverse in Star Wars. I, I'm okay with the allotment and time with the travel between two worlds, right? Where you're using it as kind of a time thing. Because it's not like when, when Ezra pulled Ahsoka, it wasn't like it was another Ahsoka version, right? It was a point in time. Not to say that in what if you can't do that, right? But the the premise of of what if is basically you know Rick and Morty on steroids type deal premise where there's mm -hmm. just a gazillion things right, um and and we don't and to me I don't need that right like that to is just because it goes into part number two we don't have enough Star Wars media you brought it up earlier right Marvel has been going on for years they literally killed off their characters and brought them back DC's been doing it for years right so it only made sense that they could go into this parallel multi-universe where things then happen right and, and it made sense for Marvel because again they're shooting out 20 20 comics a month if not more back in the heyday of Marvel right um, oh gosh, way more, way more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At minimum, right? You're maybe 20 comics a week, right? You know, so we don't get that with Star Wars, right? To me, I would rather them do one-offs, not what ifs, but one-offs of characters, right? Like for example, you could say, well, what happens if Greedo actually shot first and killed Han, right? Well, okay, great. Well, no, go back like six months and give me a one-up, one-shot episode of Greedo being a bad. A-A-A-S-S, you know, M-F or a bounty hunter to make me actually legit say, oh, no, he was legit to being able to kill Han if Han would have screwed up, right? Like, give me that, right? I don't need, like, obviously, there's there's two things that I would have liked to see, right? Like, obviously, Luke wasn't a, 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 a fickle fan boy, right? Because that's one of the things that's always pissed me off about The Last Jedi. The other one that I think would be cool Again, I'm not saying I'm opposed to the idea of thinking this stuff, but again, I don't need it as quote unquote uh, animated time and all this stuff would have been what happens if Ray actually teamed up with Kylo and we actually got the gray Jedi mm. at that point. Right. That to me is how I think the movie really should have gone. Right. But again, I don't need that because now I'm just gonna be like, that's my head cannon and screw the rest of everything. Right. I don't need that in Star Wars right now. I don't have enough material for them to go back and say, well, let's retroactive and do all this stuff, right? No, just give me new stuff. Again, we talked about this, right? They literally have a million years that can go forward or backwards in the Star Wars galaxy. And we've literally encompassed 40 years entirety, right? Like, I, I don't need that, right? Give me, give me, give me a whole series on the old Republic. Or even the High Republic at this point. Spend all that money and give me the High Republic animation. Don't waste my time with what if stuff in Star Wars. Give me good stuff. Give me good storylines. Like they could literally say whatever storyline you guys just said about the Senate and the things that are going to happen. Just rewrite it and give me a new character in the High Republic that this is what happens, right? There's an assassination yeah. or something or, or half the Senate blows up like in uh, Superman versus uh, Batman or, the, you know, the Justice League type deal stuff. Give me that version of whatever you're going to do and just give me that in the in the high republic air where half the senate gets blown up and we got this big back like you could write that for whatever's you know current timeline or write that 500 600 years in the future when they finally reestablish a senate and then something happens like give me that 
to the actual canon. Don't give me what ifs to stuff that is, like I said, just going to divide the fans even more. Yeah. Well, I, I, excellent, I, excellent summation of, of, of your counterpoints. Good job. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what he was saying, though. Uh, there's plenty of Star Wars story that hasn't been told that we don't need to tell alternate versions of stories that we do have. And unlike Marvel, we don't have enough different stories in Star Wars. You know, Marvel, you got Guardians of the Galaxy over there. You got the Ice Guardians over here, the Avengers mm -hmm. over here, Spider-Man over there. You can tell a what if that only affects one of those and give you know a, a large anthology where you're touching on lots of little different things. And we just don't have that in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's, so, yeah. We we joke around about how it's why does the galaxy have to be so small? But in reality, mm -hmm. when it comes to the the characters we have with a good fleshed out backstory, the galaxy is quite small. Um, so yeah, yeah, Derek's right. I think if you're going to put the efforts and the resources into it, expand the galaxy prime, not alternate versions. Yeah. What what ifs are good things to think about, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine to, to make a podcast of it, right? You know, and you got a bunch of people like <laughs> it's fun to do. Don't get me wrong. Like it's fun to do that stuff. And again, that's what you can do in video games, you can do in card mm -hmm. games, you can do in miniature games, role playing games. You have that ability to do that stuff, right? And we can have fun with it. But like I said, don't waste billions of dollars on just pissing off one group of people and the other group when they should be doing it of reuniting us together. And then you can make your billions of dollars back or trillions with this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much guys for a really good theoretical episode of the podcast. The, uh, the properties we talked about on this episode were probably theoretical, but this show is concrete. And if you want to find it out there on the internet, uh, Derek, let people know where they can find us out there on the interwebs. Well, you can find us on the fandom podcast network with the master feed being the fpnet.podbean.com, uh, which is obviously off the Podbean app. But you can find us on any of the major platforms, really anything, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, YouTube, right? That's the big thing we like to promote you on to YouTube. Uh, then you can find us over on Facebook, right? We we do a lot of stuff with the What a Piece of Junk of Star Wars podcast. Um, you know, posting the news that's out here, posting the episodes, the other episodes that are out there on the Fandom Podcast Network. Um, again, you can get your feed that way, as well as silly things I like to post or what other memes and things people are talking about, or sometimes good discussions, right? If there's good actual internet things out there and they're not all just poison, like some of the things need to be or clickbait, right? Um, and then obviously you can email Scott, like he said, um, with his what if questions. Because again, that's fun. I don't mind talking about it. It helps us fill in some episodes because again, news is slow sometimes. So email Scott at what a piece of junk pod at gmail.com. And then obviously, um, <clears throat> uh, Kyle runs the Twitter, um, for at what wars and the Instagram of fandom podcast network. And then obviously when you're listening to podcasts, we like to leave reviews, Nathan, why do we like reviews? Well, we like reviews for a couple of reasons. One, it helps other people find our podcast. Uh, it helps put our name out there, lets us know what we're doing well, what we could be doing better, that sort of thing. And, uh, well, I looked into the world between worlds and, I'm not saying it's your fault, but there was a world where we didn't get enough five-star reviews and there were cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Don't let this universe be that universe. Please give us a nice review. It's a universe where Zack Snyder actually makes a Star Wars movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Noble Moon podcast incoming. I'm going to buy the novel, which I did actually see on the shelf at Books A Million. I have watched the movie twice now. I intend to like turn this into my version of Kevin Reitzel's The Force Awakens. I'm going to watch the movie like 21 times. It's ridiculous. It's going to be the lone scene. reason that the movie stays number one for a <laughs> while. On Netflix. Right. It's got to be number one on Netflix. I'm going to watch it all night long. Every night, like, put it on he's going to get like 20, 20, 20 free subscriptions per day and just keep streaming it on all those platforms. Yep. Multiple screens. I'm not the same sure time. why, but this one spot in North Carolina, people really love this movie. That's right. That's right. Anywho, it's been so long since we did a podcast episode that I almost forgot Derek's favorite part of the show. And that is, of course, what Star Wars t-shirt are we wearing this week? Moody, we'll we'll come around to you in the roundtable. But since you don't have a camera, you you could just make up a cool Star Wars shirt. (laughs) You could totally make up a cool Star Wars shirt. Tell everybody that's what you're wearing, even though it may not actually exist. Uh, Anyway, um, Mason, we'll start with you. What Star Wars t-shirt do you have on for this episode? Oh, yeah. So uh, we're we're going real nice today because I got a new shirt from Her Universe. This is a woven shirt, so it's a Hawaiian-style shirt. We've got lightsabers there. It fades from black to red, top to bottom. And on the back, we have a whole big old scene there. So, yeah, I am uh, rocking this shirt, wearing my Dave Filoni hat, and just having a good old time. Yeah, that was a Attack of the... I mean, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Anakin, Anakin versus Obi Wan lightsaber duel there with with Vader's visage looming in the background and the flames flames on the side of my face. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. That's an epic Sharp. shirt there. Uh, yeah, very good. Good luck for you there, Nathan. Uh, I am because we, I knew we were talking about Mando and Grogu on this episode. I've got my Star Wars Grogu shirt, but it's all very retro 1970s day glow highlighter colors with very, very bright green Go- Grogu with very, very pink ears and his little robe on and a beautiful ombre Star Wars logo with the big flying through space block letter font because I'm old school and that's how I roll. Um, Derek, what do you what do you got? Well, obviously, it's still technically winter, like I said, and it's Hoth-themed and stuff like that. So I've got a Star Wars sweatshirt. Oh. <laughs> oh, Boba, it's cold outside. So we have Vader, a snowtrooper, and Boba Fett, and the snowtrooper says, Boba, it's cold outside. Not baby, it's cold outside, but Actually, Boba, it's, it's Vader. It's cold it's Vader. Vader says oh, Vader's it. saying it. Okay, all right. Sorry, I thought Snowtrooper was saying it. Uh, that's awesome. No disintegrations and no Boba, it's yeah. cold outside. <laughs> good times. All right, Moody, are you actually wearing a Star Wars shirt or are you going to make something up? You know what? Don't tell us. Let us ask the question, what if Moody really was wearing a Star Wars shirt? I was expecting when he said winter outside to see the holiday special, you know, shirt on. But no, I'm wearing a wanted Grogu shirt. It has Grogu and then it has wanted at the top. Yes, yes. Good times. The old wanted uh, poster 
meme there. Cool. If you guys out there listening to the show want to get your own cool Rock A Piece of Junk t-shirt or mouse pad or iPad case or anything like that from our show or any of the other Fandom Podcast Network shows, please head on over to tpublic.com and search up Fandom Podcast Network in the search bar and you can sign cool coffee mugs like what Derek is showing here on the the feed uh, or t-shirts or I think we still have like we like like make throw pillows or hoodies all that kind of cool stuff so yeah They'll make whatever may the merch be with you it's <laughs> our merchandising and of course uh we do want to thank you all for any support you give us on t public and we want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the podcast please remember to find us out there on social media to hit us up with your thoughts reviews comments your what if questions uh and anything else that you want to give us for feedback whatever we can do to help make this podcast more enjoyable so please until next time Always remember to respect each other and always respect each other's fandom. All right, Nathan, punch it. Mm.